Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bigfoot Society podcast. We've got a fantastic episode for you today. Uh, we've got the Seth Breedlove here. Um, well, not here, but, you know, he's uh, over the magic of Skype. And uh, you'll be hearing from him in a little bit. We'll talk about all sorts of cool stuff. And you'll be getting some a little bit of new info about uh, some of films he's got coming out. Um, but a uh, really fantastic uh Discussion about Bigfoot, and I do say that uh, word fantastic about 10,000 times during the interview. So, um, But first, we want to hear from one of our listeners, Andy. So let me play this real quick. He's going to share um, what his favorite historical encounter or story about Bigfoot was. So let's check it out. Hello, Jeremiah. This is Andy from the Bigfoot Gumbo Podcast. My favorite historical account of Bigfoot is the 1941 Ruby Creek encounter with Jeannie Chapman and her children. It's my favorite because it occurred 17 years before the name Bigfoot was used in newspapers and 26 years before the Patterson-Gimlin film, giving this story a lot of credibility. Thanks. Uh, thanks again, Andy, for sharing that uh, favorite Bigfoot encounter you had. Again, if you want to share a uh, message with Bigfoot Society as well, um, stick around. You'll hear later on in the show how you can do that. Uh, again, check out Andy. He's got his own podcast too. Uh, Bigfoot Gumbo is what it's called, as you just heard. And pretty good stuff, so go ahead and check him out there. Uh, let's get into the main event tonight. Uh, we're going to have our interview with Seth Breedlove next, so get ready. Uh, everyone, this is our interview with Seth uh, Breedlove, and we got some questions for him about uh, all the Bigfoot stuff he does for the uh, podcast, and he's got some uh, questions along the way as well. Um, Seth, do you mind if I have you go ahead and introduce yourself and what it is you do? Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm Seth Breedlove. I run, I don't know. I never know how to put it. Um, <laughs> I help run Small Town Monsters, which is an independent film production company uh, based in Wadsworth, Ohio, that I operate with my wife and um probably like three or four friends as far as like the core group of guys and then there's a, a much larger group of people that are involved in various apparently you um <laughs> they're <laughs> involved in various capacities uh kind of based around the country so um yeah it's a it's a, a, a completely i would say it's like a completely autonomous independent production company that is um slowly growing um across four and a half years um and we make uh, mostly documentaries focused on um the paranormal and cryptids and uh unexplained subjects very cool very cool seth is definitely being humble uh, if you haven't checked out any of his documentaries uh they are fantastic um I myself am a super fan of uh, On the Trail of Bigfoot. Man, that was that was fantastic. Cool, uh, and Terror in the Skies. Uh, I was a PA on that with my buddy Andrew up here in Iowa. We did some interviews for Seth. But uh, man, they're just getting better and better, dude. Like, awesome, thanks. Yeah, the the um, 
on the trail it was weird because I could not. I mean, going into it, I had told my wife I thought that was going to be the one that like killed us. Because like, <laughs> like yeah, uh, killed you for just, real just, like, or killed? Well, yeah, that. But like also just killed their reputation because I was um I like that you know like it was it was called like a solo filmmaking experiment or whatever, which mm-hmm. isn't entirely true. I mean, th- there were people involved in the shooting of on the trail of Bigfoot to an extent like we had, you know, when I went to PA, like I had someone holding an, an extra camera. So I was actually able to be in some of the shots. Um, although you'd be shocked at like how many of the scenes that I'm in are, are really just like repeated shots just from different angles. Um, oh really? Okay. Yeah. It's, it's, it's kind of funny, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, the, the editing of that was what I was convinced was just going to do us in because I couldn't, nah, I edited the whole thing. Um, oh. I mean, I edit all our movies myself, but I edit all of On the Trail of Bigfoot uh, mm-hmm. by myself, and it was done in in no joke about a six to eight week period of wow. of, of frantic editing, where um, I had thought it would just be a very sort of uh, breezy um, edit, and I don't know why that is because there were twenty two people interviewed. There's you know multiple mm-hmm. multiple locations and and all that kind of stuff, but I really thought you know. Well, I don't have to deal with like effect shots and all that. And what it turns out is like those effect shots are great because like they're mm-hmm. just coverage, and most of the time the artist has already done all the work, so I don't really have mm-hmm. to do jack squat with that. But with this, it was it was trying to find, um, trying to make everything fit together. So every episode of On the Trail of Bigfoot was edited like multiple times. Like oh, I wow. would do I would do a cut and then realize I hated it, and then recut it and then realize that didn't work and then recut it again. So like gotcha. every episode, with the exception of episode five and mm-hmm. uh, I believe six, were edited like three or four times, um, and then just just to get them working because I don't do. I don't do like any kind of pre-planning, which is probably pretty obvious, honestly, if you're watching. <laughs> watching <first. laughs> uh, I don't do any like pre-planning, and and the the stories really come together in the edit. Um, it's there's a lot of like you know just shooting by the seat of our pants, and then hopefully yeah, yeah. we can find find the the through line for everything. Momo changes all that because the whole thing's scripted. But. Oh my gosh, I'm so pumped for Momo. You have no idea. Like just to see Cliff and Bobo in those shots where you have them like dressed up as like, yeah. I don't even know like if it's cowboys or like posse Cliff, or what. <laughs> Cliff is, is if you look at like the actual photos of who they're playing, that is okay. what, what those dudes kind of like, kind of how they dressed, which is oh, funny. Wow. Cause it's Missouri. Okay. Um, yep, yep. But, but yeah, Cliff's playing chief ward. Uh, mm-hmm. Chief Shelby Ward, um, who's a real guy, and that was one of the dudes that led. Um, he was the Louisiana sheriff, and he actually led the um, posse, one of the posses, up the hill to look for for Momo on Star Hill. And Bobo was playing like a, like an amalgamation of of multiple um, deputies that were around at that time. And um, yeah, and then you know, like the Momo, we haven't talked too much about, and very purposely like we're trying to keep all the focus right now on terror in the skies because it has an uphill battle given the subject matter totally, um totally. so we're, yep. we're kind of like really pushing terror but i'm i'm dying to promote momo because as soon as yeah people start seeing trailers and lyle's sort of um yeah. lyle's place in the movie is very different from what we've done before because he's playing sort of a late night horror host okay um, Who's nice, introducing nice. audiences to this unreleased movie from the 1970s called Momo the Missouri Monster, and and then okay. it, 
the movie will segue back and forth between this like over the top 1970s drive-in movie uh, called Momo and okay. the actual documentary portion of the movie. So we interviewed That's like legit. the real, yeah. we interviewed like the real Shelby Ward's daughter um, uh-huh. and like people like that. So you'll, it's weird. It's like Rashomon uh, by way of like Bigfoot and uh, Grindhouse movies from the 70s. It's wow. bizarre. Um, oh, what was I listening to the other day? Um, oh, this is terrible. No, nope, it was you. <laughs> you had that episode about uh, Bigfoot, Bigfoot, uh, exploitation movies was that you mm-hmm. yeah yeah Dude, that was such an amazing episode there's like man i gotta watch a lot of episodes oh cool yeah, that yeah that's on, all yeah. most of Monster that's mark yeah most of that's mark though because like i come through with like the typical you know like oh check out legend of boggy creek and creature from black lake <laughs> mark pulled that uh i can't even remember the name of it. there's this movie he talked about that was like directed by robert w morgan Mm-hmm. Um, that's a 1970s uh, gr- like like Sasquatch exploitation movie um, with Robert Morgan in it, and he directed it. And uh, well, I, I can't think of what it's called, but it's horrendous, um, but but kind of good at the same time. It's weird, but I watched it recently. It is a, it is a weird weird movie. Um, Crazy. Having said that, I can't remember the title of it, so this is pointless. But yeah, we are we're <laughs> we are really like stoked. Uh, about Momo and and anyone who's into um, our stuff will probably have some hesitance when it when when the trailers and stuff come out because um, I think it's going to look like almost it's almost going to look uh, as if we have made everything that we have always kind of ranted and raved against like all the all the over okay. the top dramatizations and all yeah, that kind of stuff yeah. and then and then the trailer is going to come out and. You're going to see this trailer for this movie that looks like we have made that, like a way over the top <laughs> dramatization of, of real events. Um, and Seth it kind of is. the shark. Yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> at the same time, like we kind of, um, it is it is also like quintessential small town monsters. I have a feeling this is going to be like for, for SDM f- fans, like people who are really into SDM, this will be yeah. this will be a project that they kind of claim as their favorite. Dude, I'm excited. I'm I'm excited for it dude like okay so i was uh plug for you guys i was one of the um kickstarters and uh so i've had access to like you know on the trail of bigfoot terror in the skies for quite a while and i so i totally forgot that like terror in the skies isn't even it's not even out yet right right comes out friday yeah so um but yeah it so listeners next time seth has a kickstarter get on that um I mean, just today I got the uh, the signed DVD of Terror in the Skies, plus a cool little sticker as well in the mail. Yeah, but, uh, and there's still like so cool. there's still all kinds of stuff coming for like backers, and and we're gonna do some cool stuff with the the Momo DVD. I'm thinking of doing like a, nice. a, a two disc um, set because we have the the way the um, this is this will be the first time I've talked about any of this, but like the way I'm editing the the uh, sort of like drive-in narrative film mm-hmm. is is it is literally being edited start to finish as a, as its own separate movie, okay. um, and then I'll be chopping that up and it'll be edited naturally into you know the actual full-length like documentary and and nice. it'll flow really well. But there will be an existent start to finish cut of the narrative. So what we're going to do is we're going to put that narrative film on, on the DVD. So anyone that wants to watch like 
the narrative film without, you know, like without to, to okay. see what it would be like if you actually saw that movie, um, yeah. you'll be able to watch it. Dude, on, I love on, that. That's so cool. That's yeah, very it's, cool. Uh, it's crazy. It's like a, it it's a, um, it's a family drama, um, mashed up with like, you know, the Legend of Boggy Creek style sort of, um, docudrama thing, mm-hmm. the Legend of Boggy Creek sort of spearheaded. Um, totally. and then like just the most ridiculous over the top kind of like uh sasquatch exploitation stuff from the 70s cool. it, it really does have like we set out to make something that would feel like it was a movie made in the 70s that no one's ever seen and and i think like we successfully pulled it off and like the 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 bobo cliff cliff scenes are by far like my po- the, those posse <laughs> scenes are, are the best scenes in the, in the entire movie and it's oh my it's, gosh it's really crazy and there's some super quotable lines please um, say there's bloopers are there bloopers oh there's so many bloopers yeah. oh my gosh and i might yeah we're, we're definitely gonna have to do that for the yep. uh, you have to the, have a blooper reel dude yeah and the in the beginning like the movie opens with this very like 70s almost like slasher scene oh um, wow which is sort of a recreation of the uh, the uh, I can never remember what their name Joan Mills and Mary Ryan it might be I might be getting it might be Mary Ryan and Joan Mills either way the um they they were picnicking and they encountered Momo supposedly one year prior to the Harrison family encounter so this is like a retelling of that only in like 1970s slasher style okay. Um, and then it ends. So it begins with that movie, and then the movie ends with this insane posse sequence that'll nice, is nice. sort of the one of the the big moments of the entire movie. Dude, I I love insane posse sequences. Like you've lo- have you heard of the Van Meter visit? You've heard of the Van Meter visit? Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the end of that is like they they posse up and they uh, chase it over to the mine at the edge of Van Meter and like the Des Moines registers like, and they shot enough to blow it straight to hell. <laughs> yes. Like, can you imagine like that posse scene? Like that's legit. Yeah. That That's, yeah. that's what this is. Cause like I, I grew up sort of, uh, loving, loving, um, the, the idea of like the posse. And, um, this is, this is kind of that. So very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, Oh, uh, also, uh, listeners, and if you care, Seth, that's cool too. But plug for the Van Meter Visitor Festival. It's in uh, this fall, and we have Linda Godfrey coming down this time. And she is going to be um, uh, debuting her new documentary DVD about uh, Panthers, <laughs> like uh, Panther Cryptids. Oh, yeah. So it'll yeah, be fantastic. Had, We're she had told excited. Me about that. Yeah, really cool. But it'll be the first time she's shown it. So good stuff. Oh, good stuff. Yeah. Um, Wanted so wanted to go back, loop around, and on the trail of Bigfoot. So first off, when I first started watching that, it took me right back to when I was a little kid, and I was watching uh, In Search of with my dad, and I was like, man, like this is really cool to be a part of this because like just those drone footage shots you have, mm-hmm. along with the music, fits great, good stuff. Um, specifically about like. Um, the area, uh, the area X episode, I love because I wasn't expecting you to take it in a um, direction for like conservation, mm-hmm. but it, it worked extremely well. Like cool. that was fantastic. Um, yeah. What was 
what was the craziest like when you look back at your time on area x or being down there and i know you had like pretty bad migraines right i remember hearing about that <laughs> yeah I had, uh, <laughs> I had i had migraines for we got in there on a on like a um geez i can't remember it was it, we were only in there for two and a half days i mean it was such a short period of time and, okay. and in that entire time i never got rid of the headache Jeez. like that like i had one of these migraines pretty much the entire time we were in there so what do you think what's the uh, so besides that what's the craziest like story you have out of uh area x from from my time in there yeah just just like from their time, like uh, yeah i mean from my i mean the craziest thing that happened isn't even necessarily the i mean it probably be the, the in terms of like the weirdest thing that happened it it was everything that led up to the you know to the rock throw and the um oh yeah yeah and and the scream we heard that night um but you know but prior to that there was there was all sorts of strange stuff because of the fact that Brian and Daryl were were call blasting. And I'm, when I say strange stuff, I don't mean that like it was strange like paranormal activity. Like they they were call blasting Gregorian chants. Um, <laughs> what? Pri- yeah, yeah. Like and it's super <laughs> creepy. Like because you're in this place where it's really quiet. There there isn't a ton of like animal noise or cricket noise or or any of that kind of stuff in there. Um, so it's very. Very sort of quiet, and you've wow. just got these these Gregorian chants call blasting out across this yep. valley, you know, and and it's pitch black, and you can't see your hand in front of your face, and um, you know, and eventually Daryl started like call, calling back and forth with an owl. Um, oh, nice! Very it was cool. just a really yeah, it's a really bizarre yeah. um, sequence that led up to that that rock throw. But I mean, the rock throw, what what you know. So, so for listeners, the event that happened is it was like two thirty in the morning. Um, it's our last night there, and um, and I was going to we I had to go to bed because like I had this migraine. I wanted to stay up and just try to hopefully capture some sort of evidence of something, you know, sure. in the yeah. woods. Um, but I was I was call blasting, or they were call blasting, and and you know like finally the headache got me and i i decided i was going to go to bed so we went to we went to sleep around midnight and at 2:30 a.m. i still hadn't managed to fall asleep and i was just laying there with this pounding headache but i just started to kind oh, of doze off and um it was it was about that moment that this like ear piercing like crash um happened and yeah. it was clearly like a rock hitting the roof of what they call the hooch which is like this metal outbuilding yeah, uh, so I've seen that yeah so, so the 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 uh, rock crashes into the roof of that building and um pretty much as soon as it does um there's there's no real silence following it i mean it was almost instantaneous and th- i mean my you know my eyes shoot open adams shoot open we're both looking at each other we're still laying down um, and then this whoop happens and it was, I always say it was like a John Wayne movie, like a, like a, <laughs> a stereotypical, like Apache warrior in a John Wayne movie oh, or something man. like that. You know, it was just like this whoop. Um, and then it was followed by, uh, this laughter, like really weird, like chimp like laughter. Um, the closest thing we've found that it sounded like was like a gibbon sort of laughter. Yeah. Um, okay. So yep. the and and all that happens in the span of like 27 20 30 seconds something like that. It's like it's very abrupt and um and it's over. Um 
you know and and so so in terms of like what was the the thing that happened to me in there that's the most memorable i mean it was that um but it's really hard for me to just like distinguish one event because there was so much going on in there that you just you kind of get to the point where you have to tune stuff out mm-hmm. uh, like i heard the ohio how while we were in there at one point oh, and wow. super distant really like way distant like i was hearing something Man. like you were hearing a memory or it was it was bizarre yeah. i mean it was it was way off in the distance wow. um we, we heard talking um on the road one night we had we had not night okay. uh, during the middle of the day we were walking out um out the road that that sort of leads out of area x um yeah. and there was a we got like 200 yards outside of base camp and we're we're out on the dirt road and we heard uh, what sounded like a man and a woman talking in the road behind us um but not far from us and it was but it was like sort of you couldn't distinguish what was being said and we thought it was bob and kathy back at base camp so we radioed okay. back and and they hadn't been talking at all oh, man. so so we started sort of um trying to replicate what we had heard and they were they had heard it too that's why they were radioing us they wanted to know if we were talking on the road um and so we started talking as loud as we could and and they couldn't hear um they couldn't hear us and and we couldn't hear them so sure. it was it was kind of crazy hey i have a question though for you yeah what's up um if i have to pause for a second is that cool i there's a de- apparently a dead baby bunny in my backyard that my wife needs me to get oh, out of yeah there. take care of that i will uh i will talk to my listeners for a few minutes no problem man yeah this isn't live is it it is no this is being recorded <laughs> okay yeah okay cool yeah so I, could, I guess i could i could uh edit it out too if i need but you're good all right yeah just give me like two seconds i'll get it out of here yeah, you got it all right so let's take a little time out where seth uh, takes care of business um talk about the one Bigfoot sighting that Des Moines has seen. This is Des Moines, Iowa. A few years ago, down by the river, in the snow, they saw Bigfoot tracks. Pretty crazy. I know. I'm doing this off the top of my head. Here's the thing. Also, next time Seth has a Kickstarter, you guys really need to get on on that. Um, just because, you know, I've had two DVDs come so far. I've also, there's going to be a hat. There's going to be a shirt. It's going to be really cool. And plus, Seth has been really humble so far with how he's been talking, but he's really paving the way for the next generation of really monster hunters. So you can put your money towards something that is pretty cool. And, I mean, just imagine being back in the, you know, 80s and being able to put up the money for In Search Of and, you know... <laughs> how much of a difference that has caused. And, uh, you know, like, uh, just think about, like, the documentaries that he makes, it's going to make a huge difference for the future, you know. People like, uh, well, you know, you think of your your top dogs in cryptozoology right now, and you think of, like, uh, you know, Jeff Muldrum and, you know, Lauren Coleman, not to say that they're super old, but they are, you know, starting to get up in years, years but so am I. Um, but, uh, you know, the next generation has got to get that cool stuff, um, in order for them to get pumped okay. up. Hey, what's okay. up, man? Sorry about that. No problem. Um, 
So yes. yeah, so so in X, like every single thing, there there was just constant. There's stuff that like I I I, I don't even remember. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, happening like there was there was a there was an incident when we we were walking and the smell was following us, you know, and it was it was really, really bizarre. Yeah, really, really bizarre kind of incident. But I mean, the entire trip started off within three hours of getting in there. It was you know when Daryl sort of started telling us that he was. Scoping in a, uh, scoping in a, a a Bigfoot, you know, with his gun. So oh, that that part just that blows my mind. Like when I saw, like, it was like he's got one in his sights. Like that's phenomenal, you know. And like, but it's like you got to do research into these guys and like how serious they take this. Like these guys are scientists. It's like they are hardcore. You know, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't. Ter- I wouldn't want to. It would be disingenuous if it said anyone that was in there with us was a scientist. But there are definitely biologists okay. and ecologists and all kinds of people like that in the group. The group that was in there with us was, um, w- was Kathy, who was a she's she's a tribal relations manager for the okay. Stanislaus National Forest. And then there's Bob Stram was like an EMT and, and firefighter paramedic. Um, and then Brian, who runs a an extremely successful marketing firm, um, and I, I mean everyone in that group is is someone. Very cool, very cool, man, awesome. Let me look at my. Oh yeah, so I have kind of a list here. Um, so there was a uh, big gathering just a few days ago or a week ago out in Pennsylvania, like the Bigfoot uh, camping thing. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything cool to share from that or anything um, awesome that happened? Maybe you know, like really new news or whatever. Um, there, there was actually a track found on, on like Saturday night that was in an interesting place. It's just very difficult to, you know, you're at a, a camping right. adventure that's entirely focused around Bigfoot. See mm-hmm. anything that happens, you have to take with a grain of salt, obviously. Um, but it was found by a dude I know who I, I know he wouldn't have faked it or anything. His little right. daughter, actually, his daughter found it, um, and they casted it. And it was an interesting uh, track, you know, and cast. Um, yeah. There was a fox with no uh, fur that was seen on the uh, dodge across the road one night. So that that's oh, kind of cool too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but you know, other than that, I don't think there was anything. You know, the only thing is like we're on, they're on the ridge, like they're on the Chestnut Ridge. So oh, totally, um, yeah. There's there's all kind of weird stuff out oh, there. Oh yeah, yeah. So you got like your UFO stuff, like yeah. I mean, another great documentary, so for real. Uh, Chestnut oh Ridge. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's one of my favorites actually of ours. Oh, but okay. um, so good. But yeah, the uh, it it there there was there was nothing I would, you know, necessarily think was was uh, very squatchy activity. But I didn't go out late at night either so i know gotcha. i i did see that eric altman said there was like a, a loud sort of grunt that happened outside of his cabin last night actually at at wow. the campground but this is i mean that that event takes place um it's it's literally on the chestnut ridge so you're wow. you're sort of in the heart of it all and ohio pile area which is where they you know that's the closest town to where they are is is um actually that's that's where the um 
the the sighting that is talked about in like episode four, um, mm-hmm. that that's the that's the one where the lady like shot at the thing, yep. um, and it, it that was on her porch and it like disappeared. That's that's Ohio pile. Oh wow, crazy! So that, that'd be right near where where we were. Dude, Pennsylvania is nuts. Like I grew up in the Northeast, and like Pennsylvania gets wild. Like people don't realize once you get out there, it's it's it's, it's wooded, dude. So I want to take a few minutes out uh, just to share something with you. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. So let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and a lot more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Just download the app and make a podcast today. It's that easy. All right, back to the action. Yeah, it's it's uh, there's there's some spots there, um, in PA. It, the the thing about PA that's a little, it's a lot like Ohio in the fact that it the the undergrowth can get so thick you can't even move into mm-hmm. it, you know. Mm-hmm. But the um, the 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 leaf canopy and then sort of the the way the the mountain it's so rugged and mountainous in some spots um it it almost feels like you're being engulfed by the forest it's it's disturbing in a way that's crazy man crazy crazy stuff um let's um let's go over a few i gotta how first off how are we doing for time we're good Oh yeah, yeah, I'm good. Cool, cool. I All can't right, do anything. Um, There's like a there, my dog got this baby bunny. It's just like oh, chilling in my backyard. Geez. I don't think it killed it, and I think it's still okay. So I'm not sure what to do. Is so I'm probably just gonna leave it and hope oh, the mom comes and gets it. Sorry to hear that. It's okay. We'll we'll mourn yeah. tomorrow. <laughs> uh, let's okay. So here's some questions. What would you say? Um, what is your favorite? Like you know how there's different uh, historical Bigfoot events. Sure. Um, that have happened. What do you think your what would you say your favorite is? Uh, my favorite historical um like if we're talking pre seventies, it's uh yeah. it, it's Ape Canyon. Totally. That's what I was thinking. Yep. Cool. Yeah, and we've we've been um eyeing sort of making an Ape Canyon movie for a, a while now, which which we um I mean we've had talks with investors and all sorts of stuff about like trying to create basically a narrative film based around the Ape Canyon incident because it's it's been one of my favorites for a, for a very long period of time it's why it's oh in, wow episode so one of on the trail of Bigfoot so that's my got, that's uh, definitely my favorite you've got people coming up outside of Kickstarter they're like hey if you wanted to make this this would be cool um, we've check. we've had talks where it was more like you know would you be interested in being oh yeah, cool being, being the money yeah, behind yeah. this because this is not Very something cool. where we could do that for you know even Kickstarter money our Kickstarter is great but they mm-hmm. if you tried to create a a good you know <laughs> movie with like good costumes and all that kind of stuff sure sure based on the Ape Game incident on what we can raise on a Kickstarter I don't think we could do it right. um, so yeah. yeah we're kind of looking toward doing something about ape canyon um but yeah that's 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 my favorite i mean there's a ton that i like here in ohio there's a story called the norwalk ape um which was this you know and and there was actually originally an entire section of episode one of on the trail of bigfoot that talked about the norwalk norwalk ape case um and i ended 
uh, I ended up cutting it out because it just affected oh. the pacing of that episode. It was only yeah, about two yeah. minutes, but it affected the pacing pretty pretty drastically. Um, totally. But it was all, you know, in the 30s, there was this rash of sightings in Norwalk, Ohio, of this this ape, you know, like creature, this um, scene, and, and, and naturally culminated in, in a posse forming and going after it, so... As all um, good hunts do. Yeah, yeah. So right. that's that's a great one too. I mean, there's, <laughs> you know, Ruby Creek's great. There's there's a lot that I, that I really love. And then you get into the 70s and you got Minerva and Whitehall and all that stuff that I totally. love, obviously. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, we went to the, uh, we were out visiting my parents in, uh, um, north of Boston, and uh, I talked them into. They were like, "What do you want to do when you're out here?" <laughs> like. Oh, there's this museum up in Portland, Maine. We should check out. It's kind of cool, you know. It's got like Bigfoot and stuff. And they're like, okay, cool. <laughs> so they, uh, we went on a road trip up to the International Cryptozoology Museum, and that was fantastic. They had a uh, ape, little Ape Canyon exhibit up there. It's awesome. Yeah. I yeah, I've been there. Been there a couple times. Nail from it, or yeah, it's really a cool place, though. Very cool. Um, let's see. Oh, uh, what do you, so. What is your, um, let's say, favorite book regarding uh, subject of Bigfoot? You have, if you have one, that you had to recommend. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I want to go lofty and be like Rain Raincoast Sasquatch or like John Green. It, it's it, it probably. I mean, if we're strictly on Bigfoot. Um, it's probably Beast of Boggy Creek, Lyle's book. Okay. Um, and I'm not just saying that right, right, right. we worked with Lyle. I, I really have always liked his approach to that particular book, um, that book in Lizard Band especially. Okay. Um, and and uh, so those two have always been, you know, a couple of my favorites. I love the way the the story is told. And uh, so yeah, it's probably that. I'm trying to think if there's something I'm I'm forgetting because I've read. I have read a lot, and and my mm-hmm. you know we have a little like mini library at SDMHQ. Uh, when you come into like the oh, waiting yeah, yeah. the waiting area at the office, there's like a whole nice. there's like two bookcases, and they're full of books, you know, about Bigfoot and the paranormal and stuff like that. Okay. But those Mark that's has a crazy library. Yeah, and he yeah. he donates books to the li- <laughs> to the SDM <laughs> library, so he'll just like find stuff and bring it in and put it on the shelves. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Yeah, so. Um, yeah, it's probably it's probably Beast of Boggy Creek. I love Coleman's Bigfoot book though, The True Story of Apes in America. Um, yeah. And it, it's very like basic, and I know like I, f- I feel like in some ways that that book might have been the inspiration for On the Trail of Bigfoot, just because it awesome. it, re- it really yeah. acts as like a great primer to the whole subject for very someone cool. that that might not have much of a knowledge of it. Um, so so it's it's probably I I think it's going to be Beast of Boggy Creek though. Awesome. Let me flip that a different way too. Uh, if you're, let's say, you had someone who is like, "Oh man, this Bigfoot stuff is pretty awesome," and so they're just getting into it, what would you recommend them kind of start out things with? Yeah, that Coleman. Same thing. Perfect. Yeah, the Coleman book, Perfect. and I love. I've got. I mean, I I have some Green, um, some John Green, but I, I mm-hmm. weirdly haven't read like the books that sort of define him. Um, I have read um, on the trail of, or I think it's on the track of Sasquatch or whatever, which is really just a collection of stories that he mm-hmm. collected over the years that I that I really love. And I think something like that could actually work more 
um, maybe even more so than, than something like Coleman's book, just because I think for a lot of people that are getting, or, or maybe not even getting into the subject, but who know very little about Bigfoot and just have a minor interest, um, there's an idea that 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 the subject revolves around like one or two sightings from the 50s and 60s, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and 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 maybe yep. it's just of like one creature that roams the world or yep. whatever you know like like santa claus or the easter bunny <laughs> and um the the it's talked about in the first episode of on the trail of bigfoot but like the most intriguing thing as a rational sort of person coming to the subject for the first time um something that can make you sort of t- you know t- t- you take a second look at it maybe would be the fact that the sightings um there's a pattern of character behaviors that that makes it worth that second look you know because because mm. this is all hoaxes or misidentification there shouldn't be sort of a pattern of, of behavior like behavior that you would attribute to something like an animal um oh, yeah totally. there really should just yeah. be you know you, you there, there just be people making stuff up all the time like and but but you do have these sort of like character characteristics of these things that that keep popping back up and i think that's something like green's work could could be really intriguing for someone who's just coming into it because you would be uh, and i'm talking strictly about his case files not necessarily like his his you know the books where he really gets into Mm -hmm. minutia the subject i'm i'm strictly talking about the like on the track of sasquatch and stuff like that um so yeah, anything like that, or but but I mean, it'd be, either be that or or Coleman's Bigfoot, uh, the true story of apes in America. Beast of Boggy nice. Creek is great as a newbie too because it's so focused on such a singular event. But I I also feel like that might be a negative in terms of like it might not get someone further into the subject of Bigfoot. They might just walk away from it thinking, well, that Falk monster sounds pretty cool without ever really considering it on on the larger you know, Bigfoot scale. Totally. That's cool. That's some good answers to that. Thanks, man. Um, what do you think? So, um, what is the most, uh, amazing thing that's happened to you because of your, let's say, um, being involved with, uh, Bigfoot or like, you could even say any of your documentaries, like, like, wow, I would never experience that or met that person if I'd never done this documentary thing. Yeah, I mean that. I have a moment on every shoot where I yeah. suddenly get very introspective, and I, yeah. I, um, I wouldn't say I cry. I don't think I've had that experience yet, but I, <laughs> I, I like inevitably have a moment where I find myself alone, and I'm just like, wow, this is, this is yeah. pretty great. You know, like when we were shooting uh, on the trail of, especially like being up in the Olympic Peninsula, oh, um, yeah. up on the Sound and all that. Yep, I thought yep. that was. Uh, there were some moments there where I was like the. This is uh, something I never would have experienced if not for exactly you know, these kooky subjects that people <laughs> laugh at. Um, yeah. So, you know, there's that. But, I mean, like, as a sing, I, I'm trying to, like, rack my brain for, like, a single moment that I can really point to. I mean, obviously, there's, like, the the whoop and the rock throw. But it wouldn't be anything like that. It wouldn't be anything paranormal. It'd be, it mm. would be, you know, like, in terms of, like, the most amazing thing, it would be, like, a moment where I... I mean, like on the most recent trip uh, with with uh, Zach and Jason and Luke, like those are all dudes. Luke and I were roommates for 
a year and a half. Um, I've known Luke since I was like 17 years old and I, okay. Zach and Jason and I have all been friends since we were kids. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we laughed more than, than we've laughed in probably like 20 years, a couple of weeks ago. So oh, while, awesome. we, while we were working on Momo, Very cool. so like there were Very times cool. where I was like, I really needed this. Cause I, you know, I'm, you get so, uh, yep. sort of bogged down in the editing and, or just life or whatever. And you're, so like, it's cool to have those moments with your friends. Um, so I probably, it, it could be something like that. Or, um, um, I mean, on the trail of Bigfoot had numerous because I, I hiked with Brandon um, up in the Muir Woods above San Francisco. and oh, had, yeah, like, yeah, sure. I had those moments like five times where I was like, I'm, uh, I'm so glad I get to do this, you know, like yeah, to be right. out here. Um, but, um, you know, I love I've I've loved getting the opportunity to interview uh, people like Coleman and, and mm-hmm. Kathy Strain. Mm-hmm. But and this isn't in, in any way like a slight to them, but. They've done interviews, so I it always comes back to witnesses for me. Like those are the mm. interviews that really stand out. Is like interviewing, yeah. you know, like Howie Caton or or Brian Gosselin or or some of those people. Um, you know, like with Lawrence Gray in in the Mothman of Point Pleasant. Like those are the mm. the moments yep. that really stand out. Barry Clark in Invasion on Chestnut Ridge. Like more so than than interviewing, you know, some sort of paranormal investigator or author or whatever. Cause those, those guys have right. done that before. Right. And I'm, I'm not really going to pull anything from them for the most part. I'm not going to pull anything from them. They haven't already said a hundred times. Mm-hmm. Whereas getting yep. to talk to someone like Barry Clark or Howie Caton, they don't do this sort of thing very often. They definitely don't tell their stories over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. So, so, it, you know, there's, I could, wax poetic about like <laughs> about all the amazing places we've shot and like getting to be with with uh you know people who are because the, the, the craziest thing about stm and um making the movies is how invested everyone is in what we do mm-hmm. um and how invested everyone on the crew is in it and how invested uh, the, I mean, the perfect example is the posse scene that we were talking about from Momo, because you had, you know, we put we put a call out that we wanted people to to come volunteer to be part of this scene we were shooting down in Zorro, Ohio, and it was going to be cold, oh, wow. and people were going to need to be down there for like six to eight hours, and uh, we wouldn't be paying them, and it's not a union job, and you're right. basically going to be out there in the miserable cold with us. Um, in the scene and you know we had tons of volunteers and we ended up with a full group of guys um like 25 guys walking around the woods that night cliff got sick and was cliff was sick was sick for like seven days after the shoot because it was so cold and he was in a t-shirt like we put him in the short sleeve shirt and he would have to take his jacket off to shoot his scenes and then put it back on as soon as we were done shooting he ended up getting sick but like oh man um but like everyone had such a great time um, you know, like any time we experience that sort of thing, where where you see how excited everyone is about what we're doing and being a part mm-hmm. of it, like those moments, I'm I'm always really uh, like excited and thankful for. I guess they, because because this is not, it might seem like the easiest, the easy not easiest but the funnest like job you could you could have and i'm like i'm i'm not complaining about this in any way like it's, it is a dream job but it's it also gets like incredibly um draining you know when you're like on the schedules we're on yeah. so like when you can get 
like a bunch of people like that together who are excited, it gets me excited again. Oh yeah. Um, and you get that energy again, the creative energy to put, put back into the project. Cause when we sh- shot that posse scene, that was on the first weekend of filming Momo, but we had spent an entire day on Friday filming. And then on Saturday we were supposed to shoot all day and we only ended up getting two scenes shot, I think, and then got completely rained out. And I was oh, really yeah, yeah, yeah. discouraged about that. Cause I knew that was going to set us back. Yeah. Um, so, so yeah, that Sunday that we shot the posse scene on was, was cool. And, uh, really encouraging oh and and like we had alexander petikoff with us like he showed up so alexander made our champ movie with us oh yeah yeah Yeah, totally yeah but but we didn't get to work with alexander on that like i wasn't there for the filming of champ right um but he was there for this so that was really cool because like we were out filming and alex was was there it just felt like in a way like a reunion of of stm filmmaking it was was kind of cool so there's those moments um anything involved with uh Mothman at Point Pleasant was really mm-hmm. like like mind blowing for me. There was there was one morning where I walked out and found, um, and this wasn't even during the shooting of the movie. It was it was actually during the Mothman Festival that year. Mm. Um, but I had I had found the plaque where they had that they had put out you know where the where the bridge used to be. But I was the okay. only one out there, and there was this oh, fog wow. rolling rolling in over the yep. the Ohio River, and it was like one of those moments, those That's nerd out awesome, dude. Sort of, there, there's a lot of those. <laughs> I'm really rambling about this, but there's a lot of those moments where I'm I'm just amazed by by, you know, the situation we're in. That's awesome. That is awesome. It's very important, I think, to take a step back in life and just realize is realize what you have, you know, be thankful for it. That's fantastic. Um, what would you say to let's say like the next generation growing up right now who are interested in searching for the you know, Bigfoot, uh, monsters, fill in the blank. Like, I would yeah. encourage them. No, I'm really glad you said that because I had this whole talk with Cliff about some stuff over the weekend, not necessarily relating nice. to that, but to some other stuff, like really insightful. And I think the the biggest thing I'd tell kids, and this is going to seem, this might seem hypocritical, hopefully not. Either way, um, like focus on the animal or the subject, and not like celebrity and Mm -hmm, your mm -hmm. your name and like trying to brand yourself and because that stuff is is ruining these subjects and i say that as as someone who who makes movies about these subjects and you know like i i guess like i might be perceived as being branded like the, the filmmaking guy or whatever but like I, I have no problem with people being on TV and being on these shows and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. And, and in most cases, like they, they, you know, like I'm glad they are because they, they're knowledgeable about the subjects or whatever. But man, like I, I'm also kind of sick of, of just seeing people getting into ufology or the paranormal or Bigfoot solely because they want to get on the next like paranormal TV show. Right. Um, or, or Bigfoot TV show <laughs> exactly. or whatever, and and, yeah. it, and it just kind of kind of gets yeah. it kind of gets mm-hmm. discouraging. Honestly, I've seen it happen because you see it happen with people you like and respect, and they change. <laughs> they they change yeah. as soon as they're on these shows. Like they've got this, Yikes. you know, like the, they've got some sort mm-hmm. of image they had to protect or whatever. And oh, I get it. Like I yeah. totally get it. And I'm friends with a lot of people that have been on these shows, and we've been offered you know, to be on these shows and I will probably at some point end up on some sort of show as a talking head or something. So I get it and, and I have no issues with it. I, 
I have an issue with getting into the subjects because you think you can, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's your motivation. Like you gotcha. want to do that. I just want to yep. be the next like big personality in the field. Like just, I mean like focus, focus on the animal, like yep. not, not your, uh, not your entertainment value that you, you, you see yourself having. Yeah. Do it cause you love it. Yeah. That's awesome. Very, very cool. I remember you uh, talking a while about the next documentary coming up is going to be on the Bell Witch. Is that right? It's not the next. It's um, or down and, the road sometime. So yeah, yeah. What it is is twenty. So twenty nineteen is on the trail of Bigfoot and Terror in the Skies and uh, Momo, and yep. then twenty twenty is. Um, We'll start off with the Mothman Legacy, which is a direct sequel okay. to yep. the Mothman of Point Pleasant, and then uh, the Mark of the Bell Witch, and then on the trail of UFOs. And more than likely, on the trail of UFOs is going to be sort of a late 2020 release. Um, but okay. we'll we'll see we'll see if it's late 2020 or early wow. 2020. I just don't know yet how it's coming out in that year. And then we're, right now we're actually talking about. Um, scaling back a little bit the the release schedule starting mm-hmm. in 2021 um and putting more focus into each individual title um but yep. you know i mean yep. we'll, we'll have to see how everything plays out because we never know we don't even know if we're going to be here in 2020 <laughs> like yeah like as an independent you never know yeah as an independent you never know what's going to happen from yep. year to totally. year so that we we have plans in place obviously but we are not we are not the travel channel and we don't have right yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dude, man, that the Bell Witch one, that's going to be crazy. Um, I, I, I've seen a few things on that, and that could get pretty interesting, dude. That's going to be definitely a, a different, you know, film than most people are used to, but it, that's some interesting subject matter, dude. Yeah, yeah. it's a, it'll yeah. be, it'll definitely be a, uh, it'll be a departure from what we've done prior to, to, to to it because of the fact that if nothing else, not even I mean discounting the fact that it's like supernatural and all that, but if you, mm-hmm. it's um it's also the fact that it's a historical story. You know, it's an old, it's mm. a it's a story where we don't really have witnesses and things like that left. So sure, um, if nothing else, it's it'll be different because of that. So uh, looking forward into the UFO thing, we thinking maybe a little. Out west trip to Skinwalker Ranch or something? Or? Uh, we start filming. We'll <laughs> yeah, we start filming on. Uh, like, I'm not going to give the exact days, but um, I'll be heading to um, like Vegas and Utah and uh, Arizona. Oh, wow. and, and Actually, in like the next like real? four. Yeah, in the next like four weeks, I'll be out there. Oh, so geez. and um, and that'll be you know like I I loved the experience of making on the trail of bigfoot i did not love the experience of being sort of on camera uh and mm. on the trail of bigfoot it just felt weird okay. to me um so i will be on camera somewhat in on the trail of ufos but i'm not i'm not mm-hmm. sort of the primary character i'm gonna put shannon legro um as like our nice. sort of our lead in that um her and i have been friends now for like five years and i've always wanted to get you know, something going where she could be, uh, where she could step in front of the camera. So I think that'll be, cool. that'll be where she sort of finds her place is, um, in the front of the camera on, on the trail yeah. of UFOs. Yeah. Now Shannon has some 
amazing content. And trying to set up a podcast with her in the future. We've been chatting a little bit back and forth, trying to set something up. But uh, no, she's great, man. She's she is a great host and content creator, definitely. Oh, man, this has been this has been fantastic. Um, I just want to really thank you. Uh, taking the time out of your busy day and you know talking to my listeners about stuff that all your documentaries and some new stuff about Momo and um, can you um, so you've got your your stuff so many different places you know like TV media and Amazon and iTunes and whatever like what would yeah. you say if someone wanted to check out your stuff um, what's the best way? for them to do that but also to support you at the same time yeah i mean if you wanted to support us the best way to support us is to like buy the dvds through right. through through the website or uh-huh. um you know vimeo we get 100 percent of or 90 percent of of what we make on vimeo which is nice mm-hmm. uh we don't sell much on there but that's that's a great <laughs> way that's a great right. way to support us um <laughs> amazon i mean you know people are going to gravitate to amazon because like most of our stuff's free on amazon prime um yeah. We get very little from from Amazon Prime, and Amazon continues to sort of screw content creators. I, I, um, don't, I don't agree with that, dude. Yeah, yeah it's getting it's getting yeah. worse and worse. Um, they actually just changed all the payout stuff again, which we're waiting to see how bad that's going to hit us. Um, but yeah, like they're we're all over the place. iTunes and Google Play, and and oh, wow. uh, you know, and obviously that's not all our movies. Uh, the bulk mm-hmm. of our movies are available on Amazon, Vimeo on demand, and uh, the new newer ones are are appearing on Viddy Space, um, which is run by my my buddy Elizabeth Saint. So yep. yep. Um. So yeah, if you're if you're looking to support us, the DVDs are great, and you get like the bonus content, which is usually like you know, like some sort of making of featurette where you can see us running around like idiots with cameras. But if you want the good stuff, you gotta get in on that Kickstarter, guys, because I've got a small town monsters hat coming. That's gonna yeah. be legit, dude. Yeah, those are <laughs> those are gonna be great. We actually have them. They're they're waiting to be sent. Oh, we, um, as soon as as soon as Momo stuff is done, that all, all the like final batch of Kickstarter rewards go out. So it's it's been such an insane year because of the fact that we had so many backers in the campaign like it mm-hmm. seems i think it was like 450 backers or something which is crazy for us um so it's been it's been a little more not delayed but it's been staggering the rewards more than we usually have to just because mm-hmm. you're still waiting on like some some of the backers to send in their info and stuff so we can get their t-shirt sizes oh on. yeah yeah totally so yeah but there's there were so many rewards in this year's campaign it's insane it's a yeah. lot dude <laughs> next year's gonna be great man we have we have really? a yeah, we have a five-year retrospective book, um, like a coffee table book being done. Oh, no. um, with it's mostly going to be written by Mark Matsky, and then it's going to have like interviews oh, wow. with all of us, um, and all this like behind-the-scenes photos and stuff like that. Dude. So it's it's going to be Fantastic. next next year's going to be awesome because that's the official like five-year anniversary. Okay, monster. very cool, very cool. Um, also, you guys have the uh, Monstropolis uh, podcast, correct? Yes, yeah, we missed two weeks in a row, which is our first time to miss anything, mm. just because of the shooting of Momo, and then yep. uh, Mark had a, a family issue he had to gotcha. attend to last week, so we were we missed two weeks in a row, but we start up, I think, Thursday of this week, and we're going to jump into some more conspiracy stuff. Very cool, very cool. Yeah, um, I was driving Uber 
listening to the uh, black helicopter episode and just yes. the way you were, I was like, oh boy. Yeah. <laughs> I was not expecting the helicopter to go that way, but yeah, it was very, very interesting. <laughs> yeah. Did, were you listening to that while driving Uber over, over the speakers? Oh, no, sorry. So what I do is um, like when I'm actually driving customers, yes. um, I just put on Apple Music yes. or whatever. But like when I'm just trying to find someone, I'll listen to podcasts. Because so, yeah. if you were playing that <laughs> after picking up a customer, that'd be amazing. That'd be a total five star for sure. Yeah, no, definitely. I want to get one of those uh, Bigfoot um, air fresheners so I can start to have uh, conversations about Bigfoot with uh, yeah. with customers. and yeah. yeah, that'd be pretty cool. But um, cool. Anything else you would you would like to maybe uh, send like a plug for listeners or you know anything you just yes. want to pass on? Um, see Terror in the Skies comes out on totally on Friday, <laughs> and uh, I'm proud of it. It's like one of uh, it's one of the more Seth Breedlovian uh, movies that we've done, so it's kind of schmaltzy in that way. But um, I'm, we're we're really proud of that one. It looks it looks fantastic. Like cinematography. Oh, it really does. Stuff, yeah. Right? And uh, so we're really really excited to see how audiences respond to it. Uh, the story at the beginning with the the you know the little kid and it kind of has a Spielberg feel to it. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. Um, and then uh, I just I love how you guys focus on uh, Midwest towns, like the older mm-hmm. Midwest towns. It's very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Living out here in Iowa, I can really appreciate that awesome um but dude thanks again for for hopping on with us uh for a few minutes tonight and uh yeah guys go check out uh seth's stuff and have a great night seth sure thanks for having me you got it man see ya all right bye again thanks to seth breedlove for spending some time with us tonight talking about all sorts of really cool stuff uh as we said at the end of the interview check out seth's uh, documenters if you haven't they are phenomenal um, again you can check us out over at at bigfoot society on instagram we got a great community over there getting bigger all the time also um subscribe to this podcast uh give us a thumbs up give us a like give us a review um and we will see you in the next episode all right Keep being squatchy out there, guys. I really got to get a good tagline. (laughs) We'll talk to you later, guys. Have a good one. Before we go, I'd like to spend a few minutes to talk to you about my friend Pat Flynn and his course, Power Up Podcasting. We've all got a story to tell, and what better time than now to start your own podcast? Now, you can... Start that with Anchor, which is a great tool. But if you want to go to the next level and learn all about podcasting, you should really look into the course Power Up Podcasting. Now, I'll let you know it is an investment. It's about $799, but you're buying it forever. And there's a Facebook group that you join that has great, great knowledge you'll learn from it. Um, Also, I do get 30% of every purchase of this course. So not only are you learning all about how to make your own podcast, 
and share what you love, but you're also supporting Bigfoot Society, the very, very hefty amount, as you can uh, do with some math there. So if you want to support Bigfoot Society, which you love if you're listening to this, then go ahead, click on the link that you'll see in the description for this uh, podcast, and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Have a great night.